0: Welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. Hello, Rev Woman listeners. November 2nd is Day of the Dead, or Dia de los Muertos. To honor this event, I decided to re-release my conversation with Yasmin Castaneda, founder of Origin Mexico. Yasmin Castaneda is a first-generation Mexican-American that currently lives in Austin, Texas, with her daughters and husband. She was born in California and grew up in Tijuana, Mexico. After 20-plus years in the real estate industry, Yasmin decided it was time to pivot and pursue a different path that would better align with her personal values and her entrepreneurship spirit. In 2020, Origin Mexico was born with a mission to share Mexico's heritage through the beauty of artisanal goods, while helping artisan women share the craftsmanship that has been passed down through many generations. She is on this life path due to the many sacrifices made by her family, and her goal is to honor those sacrifices by helping others that are seeking a better future for their families, just as her family did many years ago. Yasmin enjoys traveling, cooking, reading, and is working on being more present to better enjoy those small yet beautiful moments in life. Hi, Yasmin. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you this afternoon?
1: Hi, Tess. I am doing great. Just excited to have this amazing conversation with you.
0: Same here. Thank you so much for saying yes. Okay, so let's get started. So you were born in Los Angeles, California, but grew up in Tijuana, Mexico. So what was that like for you growing up in Tijuana?
1: Yes, it was really an amazing experience and you know now that i'm older and living in texas i realized that it was a very different experience because hmm. not not a lot of people have the opportunity of growing up in a bicultural environment which is what i did i was born in california like you mentioned and my mother moved us to Um, Tijuana, Mexico, which is right across the border. This is in California. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember, you know, waking up very early every day, getting ready for school and versus commuting to your local, you know, public school within, you know, like any town would or any city, I would actually have to cross the border and into a different country
2: um,
1: every day. And you wake up very early, right? Because uh-huh. there's a the border crossing and possibly traffic delays. So it was, it was amazing. To me, that was a normal life. To mm. me, that was just reality because a lot of my friends mm-hmm. um, also did this. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. It was great. Um, I was able to enjoy both cultures growing up in California, but also mm. living in, in Mexico, mm-hmm. and essentially every day you wake up extremely early, five a.m. Wow! Uh, for anyone that oh for anyone gosh. that may have has had this experience, it's uh, my husband also did this. He grew up in Mexicali, which is another border town in uh-huh. um, California. Huh. But it was great. I didn't really realize that it was that different until I moved to Texas and I started sharing that experience with other people. Mm-hmm. And then they would kind of give me uh, like a double take, like, wait, uh, you lived in California? Um, I'm sorry, you lived in Mexico, but then you would study in California. And I said, yeah, it was just part of our life. It was normal. A lot of people do this. They go to school there, or they commute to work in California while living in Mexico. Hmm. So it was great. Um, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I didn't really enjoy having to wake up super
0: early. <laughs> I wouldn't think so, especially <laughs> when you're when you're young. I don't know if I could have done that.
1: And I'm not a morning person, <laughs> so you know, it didn't. It wasn't something that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. However. It was great to come home. Quite honestly, one of the best memories that I have is to come home mm. after school. You're tired. You're hungry, and you know you're getting ready to work on your homework like any other kid. Uh, but I would come home to a house that smelled. Mm. Like you would get this aroma, like the scent of like there is a Mexican oh. um, plate that's dinner for that that's ready for you. There no. is a meal that is freshly prepared and Mm. i I remember just that that was just a great memory just coming home to to that was really nice
0: that's really cool Uh, you know it's uh, when you're sharing about like getting up early in the morning and going through like basically like you said two different countries you go from one to the other and for you it was a way of life right so have you shared that story with your is it how many children do you have? One or two? Or...
1: I have three. You have three. So I have okay. A, <laughs> I have an older daughter. Okay. Um, and then I have two younger ones. Okay. And I have, and it's interesting that you mentioned that because to them, mm-hmm. like a child's world is just based on what they've seen, what they've experienced. Right. So you know, here our younger ones, they they go to school within mm-hmm. the, the city. Um, right. And they speak the same language, mm-hmm. and the traffic. Signals are in the same, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. language. Um, right. But when I described to them that it was very different for me, mm-hmm. they don't seem to relate, I don't think. <laughs> my older daughter does. Yes. Um, oh, I would think so, older, yeah. So she understands and right. she thinks it's really cool. Uh-huh. Um, but my younger ones are not quite
0: there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, it's got to be interesting for them because here you are, you managed to... Um, navigate both worlds in a way seamlessly right over the years and for them it's got to be like how did how, how could you possibly have be, been able to do that and and for me you know I mean because I grew up in New York um I mean I was born in the Philippines but I grew up in New York so it I while I still know the language I can't speak it Or I can Mm -hmm. speak it a little bit, you know, my husband makes fun of me thinking that I'm faking it. And I'm like, actually, you know, I'm like, (laughs) I can understand it, but it's hard to speak it after you haven't in for so long, right? So I just think it's it's really fascinating that for you, it it was seamless, you know, and for like you said, for your younger kids, it would be maybe harder. I mean, they would probably pick it up, but it would be harder to also relate to that experience, right?
1: Yes, and you know, although for me when I was younger it seemed to, to be seamless, mm. it was also very interesting because I was born in California mm-hmm. and grew up in Mexico until I was 18. Mm-hmm. However, it's an interesting feeling that you're not 100% either American or Mexican. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah. it, it is I I I'm fluent in English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um But it's different because as you're, as I was growing up and I would travel more to Mexico, Central Mexico, and some of the most Southern states of Mexico, I realized that people would pick up on my accent (laughs) and they would would immediately identify me as like, you're not from this part of Mexico, are you? Right. So it was really interesting. Um, But then growing up in California. Right. You're also not 100% American. Yeah, yeah. So it's very strange like I embrace both cultures. I love both cultures. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I that I connect with with you know both cultures and just mm-hmm. um, experiences. But it's interesting because you're somewhat not in limbo. That's not the the best way to describe it, but I have sometimes felt growing up that you're not either a hundred percent Mexican or a hundred percent American, mm-hmm. but you know, I've learned to just embrace mm-hmm. being who I am. Right. And I am able to communicate in Spanish and English. Although my Spanish, sometimes um, people can definitely <laughs> <laughs> tell like, Oh, you're from a different part of Mexico, yeah. which is like more Northern, more like border city. We, right. we speak in a more, um, like our vocabulary, or for mine, I shouldn't uh, generalize it, but mine is a bit more, not as formal, mm-hmm. and there's more slang to it. Oh, it's funny. Um, okay. More Americanized words, right. I would Say, right. But it's it's I love it. It just mm-hmm. makes me who I am. Yeah. And I, it's just part of uh, my growing up experience, mm-hmm. and um, something that I could hopefully share with my daughters.
0: I love that. Okay, so this one thing really stood out to me. So, can you share the story of your mom emigrating to the US? And I mean, you were raised by your mother. So, what lessons did you learn from her growing up?
1: Wow, there are so many lessons that I've learned from her. Um, She was, she immigrated from Mexico to California to Los Angeles when she was very young. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe she must have been 17 years old Wow! and very young, did not understand the culture, did not speak a word of English. Um, She essentially just, you know, sort of um, arrived and and took on a challenge of Mm. creating a better life Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. Or then I had, so I have an older brother, I have three brothers total, mm. and I'm the second and um, the second child. So I'm the only girl of the family. And okay. So when um she was you know very young, mm-hmm. she just wanted to seek a better opportunity here in the states. Mm-hmm. and she did that by moving to California. Um, unfortunately things didn't work out with my father so he was never in the picture Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I always like to share that my mom is the one that raised us Mm -hmm. Um, she did it by herself she did it you know solo Um, and that in itself you know based on the like lessons that I've learned from her and why she's really inspired me is that in itself is so, so difficult Mm -hmm. to raise children in a different country, not understanding the language um, or the culture. You know, she didn't have a a degree. She didn't have any formal education that Mm -hmm. she could rely on. Um, So, yes, I was born um, in in California. Mm -hmm. And my mother I think when I was about or when she was about 19 mm-hmm. which is when she had me right um and a few days after that she decided to leave my dad oh wow she made that decision of just ending that relationship so uh I didn't really have an opportunity to meet him or mm. spend any time with him um and the lesson learned there from my mom is Resilience. Mm-hmm. She has taught me so much about resiliency and she continues to do that to this day. Mm-hmm. So I really admire her strength mm-hmm. and I think her perseverance yeah. and as well as um, she's very optimistic
2: mm-hmm.
1: on, on life, on certain circumstances. So I think that I've learned a lot from just watching her mm-hmm. encounter certain situations in life. And even, even if they're negative, there is a solution. You know, it might be very difficult to reach that solution. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely possible. Wow. So, um, yeah, it is, she? you know, she's been a great teacher mm. and she continues to be a great teacher. I love that.
0: OK, so I read that you worked in the corporate world for over 20 years in different roles. Um, what made you decide to leave the corporate world? And do you think that these roles that you had... Led you to where you are now.
1: I think so. i I think that it led me to where I am today because it gave me the the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned so many things about managing a business mm-hmm. and working with other people, collaborating, networking. Right. Um, so the way that I like to describe my my history with my corporate experience is that it's a very nonlinear journey, mm-hmm. meaning that I started in the corporate world when I was very young. Um, I thought at that point that that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted the, the title.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I wanted the responsibility. I wanted to achieve certain things in my career oh. and to also... Receive the accolades like I really wanted that I aspired for that Mm -hmm. I was um, driven and I think that I reached a point in my life when I started noticing that I was missing out on a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. moments with my daughters and Mm -hmm. my husband and my family Mm -hmm. that it just wasn't it wasn't fulfilling anymore Mm -hmm. and as much as I try to convince myself that I wanted to be this like super successful ambitious person. Right. It wasn't who I was as a person mm. and it took me several years. I think um, I think that I started questioning what I wanted to do with the rest of my life when mm-hmm. I was about 30. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh-huh. and it took me about 10 years to wow. actually make a decision huh. to to let the fear go. And to actually decide what is it that you want to do, what will be not only fulfilling, Mm -hmm. but what will create a life that you're seeking, not just for yourself, but also for your family. So it was, uh, it took me a long time. Mm. I wish, I mean, now in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I I didn't wait that long, you know, I wish <laughs> I, I would have uh, jumped sooner, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And and that's just part of my story. Um, okay.
0: Well, OK, so but, let's uh, so mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So so let's get into that. So you are the founder of mm-hmm. Origin Mexico. So what is Origin Mexico and what prompted you to create it?
1: Origin Mexico is a lifestyle brand that promotes artisanal handmade goods from mexico mm-hmm. and we work with artisan women throughout different regions of mexico they create these beautiful unique handcrafted items mm-hmm. that have taken them hours to several days mm-hmm. to create and um, everything that they do is just it's amazing it's super impressive it's they're so talented. Sometimes I will look at things that they send me or that I pick up in Mexico and uh-huh. I cannot believe that they, you know, devoted 30 hours wow. into a dress or oh a, a, a textile. And especially in a life of like instant gratification, you uh-huh. know, we have Amazon prime. Yeah. We have all these other uh, places where we need it yesterday. It's amazing that somebody actually spends days of hmm. their life creating something for somebody else to wear or just Mm -hmm. to enjoy their house. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, when I decided to pivot from my corporate world and decide to (laughs) pursue something that I was very passionate about, Mm -hmm. I, I think the first time in my life, I actually had an opportunity to decide what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I think that earlier in life, a lot of decisions, were made for me Mm -hmm. based on just life circumstances you you know you have to make a decision because of you know x or you have to make a decision because of this Mm -hmm. so for the first time in my life I had an opportunity to actually think about something that I was so passionate about Mm -hmm. that I would wake up in the morning and feel very excited to do just to pursue Um, and I decided that I would create this brand mm. that works with Mexica with with Mexican women mm-hmm. um, and hopefully create more jobs for mm. them mm-hmm. while they are able to spend time with their children. Wow. So a lot of this resonates with me because of the time that I had to sacrifice away from my family. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in the corporate world, you're Traveling, you have these like long days, meetings. Mm-hmm. You have to wake up super early, yep. or you have projects or whatnot, and it's like the weekend, right? And right. Versus spending time with your family, you're working on a project, and that mm. was me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and uh, I remember thinking back then when I was in the corporate world, just feeling so guilty for dropping off my kids at daycare, mm. even, um, you know, I just. I, I knew that it, it would kill me just drop them off uh, because I didn't spend any time with them. I uh-huh. would spend maybe two to three hours
2: uh-huh.
1: a day. Um, and when I, you know, fast forward to about two years ago when I had this opportunity to craft something of mine mm-hmm. that would create a, a, a positive impact in the lives of others, mm-hmm. I thought about, okay, uh, let's work with artists and women um, they can work out of their homes. Mm-hmm. Their kids can be right next to them. You yeah. don't have to drop them off anywhere at daycare. Right. Um, so I, I sort of related my story with their stories in the sense that we're moms. Uh-huh. We just want to create a better future for our kids. We yes. just want to be able to be present and enjoy our kids as much as we can. And for them to enjoy us, us in the best possible version of mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. um, And uh, hopefully, and and, and they would have a source of income as well while they do this.
0: I love that. And you know what? It's so true because, you know, I always say this, like, you know, we may be from different countries, but at the end of the day, we all have the same concerns, right? We all want, we all want the same thing for our families, you know, just to have a safe place for them and make sure that they're, uh, you know, they're okay at the end of the day. They have. Every necessity that they need, you know, um, fulfilled. So I love that you, you know, it may have taken you a while, but you decided that this was going to be your path. So how do you, how did you find these artisans, you know, so you could create Origin Mexico?
1: So the first family that I began working with, they're based out of Hidalgo, Mexico. Um, they are the Hernandez family. And I found them through our travels. We, my husband and I would travel a lot um, in Mexico prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. And now we just recently resumed our travels. Um, So it was really during our travels that we met several artisans Mm -hmm. and we reconnected in 2020. Mm. Um, And surprisingly, you know, it was timing. You know, Mm. it's it's interesting how everything just sort of uh, aligns itself Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, we moved from California to Texas about three days before COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. So that was okay. an interesting phase. Uh-huh. Um, and I was still working for my, my corporate job in California. So I was working remote. Uh-huh. Um, but I decided to quit a couple of months after that. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, the summer of 2020 is mm-hmm. when I decided to quit my job and pursue this venture Mm -hmm. full-time right and at that point I reached out to the artisans that I had met previously and Mm. they did share because of COVID Mm -hmm. their um, income had really reduced to almost nothing because they really do rely on tourism right and oh yeah Uh yeah so I proposed this idea and I said, you know, I would love. This is an idea that I have. I would love to collaborate with you. I only want to work with artisans that I know, mm-hmm. um, because it's a very—it's kind of like a tight knit community and a family. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to keep my my group fairly small to begin with, mm-hmm. because I was learning everything and learning to navigate owning my business. Right. Um, and they were super excited because they did say, you know, we would love this. Oh, um, that's awesome! Really yeah they, it was perfect timing for them as well because mm-hmm. due to the fact that they had no tourism mm-hmm. they weren't able to sell their beautiful clothing to anyone right so this sort of allowed us to help each other and again it was just timing um other other artisans mm-hmm. I've met through recent travels mm-hmm. and so we have visited Oaxaca we visited during the summer as a family. So it mm-hmm. was really cool that my daughters, my younger daughters were able to meet oh, the artisans and just understand wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah, the process of uh, what it entails yeah. <laughs> to, to craft something so beautiful and just to meet people like different communities and different um, regions of Oaxaca, different foods. So it was really cool mm. for them to experience that.
0: That's so cool. And, and, you know, what a way for them to see, mm-hmm. you know, um, in person, like you said, all the work that these artisans do for to make a living and, you know, that you're helping them out um, by making sure that they are being provided for their own families. That's really cool. Um, so as an entre- as a female entrepreneur, did you experience any bias when you were getting started and how did you handle it? When you did, I
1: don't. I don't believe I did. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think, and possibly, mm. um, I didn't have this on my radar. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't believe so. I possibly could have. <laughs> I okay. Possibly, but I was really not in tune. Okay. To that, um, I think the most challenging process. Or, mm-hmm. or piece of the puzzle for me was to overcome my own doubts and my mm. own self-imposed limitations mm-hmm. that was the most challenging more not so much external but internal
2: mm-hmm.
1: um was to overcome that imposter syndrome and overcome mm. that just that doubt yeah. that you know when you have a dream or when you've when, when you just to kind of give you an idea how much I wanted this, every day that I would drive to my to my corporate job, mm-hmm. I would daydream. You know, I would sit in traffic for an hour mm. because just traffic in California is terrible. <laughs> it um, is, yeah. And uh, I would daydream and I would, in my mind, start to develop this business plan. Oh, and wow. I would just do that for the longest time, not ever thinking that one day it would actually. you know come into fruition or something would actually become of it right and um and then when it did yeah I was actually questioning myself like wait am I even up for this (laughs) qualified for this am I even like I know nothing about e-commerce I Mm. know nothing about fashion I don't consider myself like a a fashion person Mm -hmm. per se Mm -hmm. um but I have a passion mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that I feel has allowed me to overcome a lot of obstacles. Mm-hmm. And I have the want and the desire to craft a life mm-hmm. that I've always dreamt of. I love and, it. And I think that that's just, those are two things that have really allowed me to push through mm-hmm. my self, self-imposed limitations
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my, my self-doubts.
0: Hmm. Isn't it interesting, though, that, you know, like you have this dream and you want it so badly, but then when you're doing it, like you're, you're then you're you're the next thing that happens is you doubt yourself because, yeah, you know, you're like, well, OK, maybe is this going to work? You know, and, and right. I think I think I don't know, maybe it's a, I don't know if it's just women, but I, I know for me, you know, when I was starting this whole thing, it's like oh, my gosh, you know, it's like, who's going to listen? You know, it's like, I right. wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> and then I realized, you know, that, well, what have I got to lose, right? At exactly. least I'm putting it out to the universe and see what happens. Because then the next question is, you know, or, or for some people, I guess, it would be like, what if I succeed? Then what? <laughs> you <Exactly>. know? <laughs> what happens then? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I think yeah. it's, it's always going to be, um, it's always going to be there. But I love the fact that you kept you know you kept on and you you just forged ahead because you are helping so many artisans and so many women who are really you like you know relying or maybe not relying, but you, they are like your partners in this correct right and yes. and they're they' they become your partners in making sure that they present you you know these beautiful um whether it's the uh, their their beautiful uh, goods and, and handicrafts and everything that we normally wouldn't see right because like you said you know it's like mm-hmm. you get anything at Amazon prime you can get anything from a department store but these are unique right yes. and I've looked at your site and it is they're beautiful you know and I'm just Thank like you. this is so cool you know so I, I was really like blown away by what I saw and I'm like, holy cow, you know these are really. Amazing. So I'm glad that you are partnered with these artisans and and especially women. Uh, So my question for that is, um, why is it important? Why was it important for you to create a company that highlighted artisans, especially women artisans from Mexico?
1: You know, one of the things that I keep going back to as to one of the values of our brand and Mm -hmm. one of the missions is to empower women Mm. through financial independence Mm -hmm. and the why that's so important for me is because I can relate to that Mm -hmm. my mother struggle right she was a single parent she had children that she needed to provide for
0: right
1: and she is she has such a strong work ethic that Mm -hmm. is it's beyond Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know anything that I've ever seen right so it was important for me to be able to help other women, especially mm-hmm. artisans and artisan women mm-hmm. that may not benefit from a lot of the educational or or financial resources
2: mm-hmm.
1: that we may benefit from. Um, because I, I think that my mom was given so many different opportunities to succeed and she's been able to work with different people because of the opportunities that were presented to her Mm -hmm. you know while Mm -hmm. she went through her journey and her struggles and it's I feel that if we have the ability if we have the voice or a platform to Mm -hmm. create something that helps other people other women specifically Mm -hmm. in Mexico than that, then we should. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought I had that voice. I never thought that I would ever have a platform, Right. but now that I have created one, yeah, I feel that it's my responsibility. And, and you mentioned, you know, me working with artists and women and how we're partners and that it's very true. I feel so committed to them. Because I've met them, I know that they have children, mm-hmm. I know that they have families. Mm-hmm. So its it goes beyond just a business mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. It goes, you know, beyond that into more of a commitment um, to help them succeed. Mm-hmm. We all succeed. You know, yeah. if I succeed, they succeed. Right. Um, and just to kind of highlight something really quick, the first artisan family that I began working with and 2020. It's mm-hmm. a mother and a daughter,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they started. Um, let's see, they started hiring sisters oh, wow. and, and sisters-in-law and huh. uh, and neighbors. Oh and my gosh! Because our brand has expanded, and I mean, we're we're, we're relatively new. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, we were established about two years ago, so mm-hmm. we're still growing. Yep, there's still like a lot of growing pains. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, we're still expanding. Right. But because we have such a great community of customers and mm-hmm. people that support us, mm-hmm. we've been able to support artisans in other parts of the world. And, wow. you know, we started with the our, um, Hernandez family, two people, mm-hmm. and now they're at 25. Oh, my gosh. So that's amazing. They, yes. And and that's all because, you know, we have an amazing community, um, hopefully. My goal is to continue expanding on our brand, so mm-hmm. we can duplicate that and create more jobs with other artisan families uh, in that. Mexico. I
0: love that. So, is, is that part of what uh, the nonprofit that you started, which is Fundación Envía?
1: So I collaborate with them. I didn't start Fundación Envía. It's okay. a um, a nonprofit that is based out of Oaxaca. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they help artisan women through microfinance loans, oh. but also responsible tourism. I love so that. So in addition, in addition to me working with my group of artisan partners, they uh-huh. Fundación Envía works um, with uh, other artisan women, and they provide microfinance loans. They provide oh, wow. all the tools, all the resources. Huh. So they could be... So they could um, self sustain. Also create their own small businesses. Right. And what we do as a company and as a brand is we donate a portion of our proceeds to Fundacion Envía. And so they could help um, other artists and women.
0: That's amazing. I love that because it's it's like a constant, you know, it's a constant sharing, right? Of, 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 knowledge and and also the um, knowledge and work and and you know and then sharing it so others can benefit from it and pretty much the whole community benefits from it so that's really wonderful oh my gosh I love that so um okay so going forward is there something else actually yeah I mean so let me go back so in terms of who you would credit for where you are now. I'm assuming it would be your mom. <laughs> first yes. first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. First and foremost. But is there anyone else or are there people that you would credit for where you are now?
1: Wow. I have uh, I'm very fortunate to have an amazing family. So I would really credit my daughters and mm. my husband mm-hmm. for believing in me. Mm. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, you kind of go through this phase of like imposter syndrome right where you can't you have to like pinch yourself sometimes right and and really think um and wonder whether you're capable of doing something that like that that you've already started to pursue um
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so my husband has been amazing at just cheering me on Mm. and believing in me and even when I first had the idea mm-hmm. prior to me even sharing it, like sharing it out loud. Uh-huh. I had thought about it for right. a number of years, right? but it was something that I wasn't quite ready to share. I'm not sure why, uh-huh. but it wasn't something that um, I was ready to mention to anyone else, but I did, right. it, you know, I, I shared it with my husband and I said, you know, I have this amazing idea. This is what I want to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I think part of me, I was, um, I was still doubting myself. Mm. and I just wanted to hear that reassurance, like, no, like you could totally do it, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. And I don't know why, but I I feel that now as I'm thinking back to that moment, I was possibly still doubting myself as Mm. to whether it it was even like a good idea. (laughs) Um, Uh And so I shared it, and I remember he said you should do it just go for it oh. you know you have all the experience you have the um you work in the corporate world you you know how to manage a business which is very different by the way mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> when, I would say you work for yeah when you work for a, a, an established company versus you creating your own business it's right very different yeah but um he's been just amazing super supportive and Mm. my my daughters as well they are super just motivating Mm. and very uh, positive about what I'm doing you know I'll get on Facebook lives Uh or Instagram lives and my older daughter will send me messages or she'll text me she said oh mom you you did great you know she knows that I don't I don't really enjoy um, going live, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but but she'll send me like nice messages, and those those are the things that really mean a lot.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's really cool. Yeah. So, going forward, is there something that you haven't yet done that you would like to do, whether it's personal or part of Origin Mexico?
1: Ooh, there are so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I <laughs>
0: um well name so per- one or two
1: one or two so personal I would love to travel by myself mm. um, and no offense to my family but <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're yeah. great travel buddies but I would I've always wanted to take a trip and just travel by myself maybe mm-hmm. for 10 days mm-hmm. uh, maybe trekking or go you know maybe like a a trekking um, uh, experience and mm-hmm. fiddle. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to do that. Wow. That's on my to do. Okay. It keeps, I, I keep postponing it for some reason. <laughs> Every year it's like, next year, next year. Yeah. When I'm 40, and then now that I'm 43, it's like, <laughs> okay, maybe when I'm 44. Uh, um, I love it. And so I would love to do that. I mean, um, I'm kind of sort of uh, manifesting that right to the mm-hmm. universe. Hopefully, it happens yep. for me next year. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that um, would be amazing. Uh huh.
1: And then with Origin Mexico, I um, have been approached recently with just a lot of um, other small businesses. You know, I like to share some of the struggles on my social media mm-hmm. of owning a small business mm-hmm. because it's not easy. Um I know that a lot of times on social media things are portrayed like oh it's all perfect, it's mm-hmm. easy, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not. There's a lot right. that goes into the background of, you know, how it's done. There's yes. a lot of lessons learned, right. a lot of mistakes made. Um but you know, le- learning opportunities from those mistakes and and um, I have had the opportunity to meet other small businesses in here in Austin
2: mm-hmm. that
1: have approached me and have said, Hey, you know, I would love to get your feedback on this, or I would oh, love wow. your advice on that. And I, I, sometimes my response is like, are you sure? Because I'm still <laughs> learning myself. Like, <laughs> I love I it. I am not an expert. You I know? love it. So they will reach out for advice, and I'm just like, I'm still learning this. So I could tell you what's worked for me and what hasn't and sort of the mistakes that I've made along the way. But um, definitely not an expert. But
0: um, but that's awesome, mm -hmm. though, because obviously they seem to connect with you because of your experience. And I don't think they would approach you if they didn't think that you were approachable, first of all. And also, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think... Because you are, you know, an entrepreneur, you know, and they are trying to do their own thing. So they may just want to, like, probably commiserate with, you know, what they're going through, (laughs) right? And yes, it would be great for you to, like, give advice. But the fact that you're saying, it's like, well, I'm just starting out. But, I mean, they're they're doing the same. So, you know, what better way to learn from someone who's already done it, right? And then hopefully learn from that, they could learn from your, your experiences, right? So I think I think it's awesome. And I love that, because it's, it's, it's like a cyclical thing, right? You're always going to be helping someone if not learning yourself.
1: Exactly. And that is so true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wish I had a mentor early on that would have prevented so many mistakes or, or so many um, that would have allowed me to save time by just giving me a little bit of guidance or direction or have pointed me to the, you mm. know, right direction and mm-hmm. have said, don't do this, but do that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it would have really saved me a lot of hours. Mm. Um, so that has been something that I've been approached with recently. And I would hope that in the next coming year or so that I'm able to share more of um very basic information, things mm-hmm. that have helped me
2: mm-hmm.
1: get to where I am mm-hmm. and, um, just positive mindset, but also marketing and things that I've learned along the way that could help somebody else.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and maybe like you said, just listening to somebody event about, you know, an event yeah. or anything, like the struggles. Sometimes we have amazing days yeah. as small business owners. And then yeah. sometimes we're like, oh my goodness, like, am I even cut out for this? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe just having somebody that listens to you and can actually relate to what you're going through right. is, um I feel that that is important to be felt like you're heard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next year, I would love to help out um, anyone and maybe even pursue that as a separate Hmm. um, as a separate avenue to what I do with my brand is is just sharing some tips and tricks for for small businesses
0: I love that I think that I think that's a great way to you know um, expand your business also You know, because then people can write into you and, you know, I mean, depending on, of course, on on the time that you have to, um, you know, to spend on it. But I think it would be great because then people can can learn um, through your experiences, what you had to go through. And then maybe it's the same, it's it's something that they're going through. And then they can kind of, you know, learn from you and see what worked and what didn't, what works and what doesn't. So um so okay if anyone wanted to know more about origin mexico how would they go about it
1: they could go to our website and that is um, originmexico.com i'm also on instagram and it's origin underscore mexico Mm -hmm. and on facebook it's origin mexico goods so we are on social media i've actually just also created a tiktok account oh cool okay (laughs) i know which seems so strange um, (laughs) you know but i i I have a social media person that helps me with that but uh, we are also on pinterest Mm. so and and we have a blog so we have a weekly blog that we talk about different things about um you know cultures and traditions and Mm -hmm. and the beautiful things that Mexico has to offer not just fashion Mm -hmm. and textiles but Mm -hmm. like food and, and travel spots and mm. um certain holidays and how they're celebrated and that. things that we like we have a a blog this week that speaks about papel picado and the origins of that and how it was introduced and how it's used throughout Mexico. So mm. it's just it's really cool because I, I'm learning as well through the blogs mm-hmm. um more about Mexico. So it's not just a way for us to share it with our community, but I'm also, I feel like I'm reconnecting with my culture, living yeah. here in the States. Right. You feel closer. Right. <laughs> you feel closer yeah. to, to Mexico in a way um, as you learn and relearn things that mm. that are important to Mexico's history.
0: I love it. Is there anything you'd like to say to my listeners?
1: I would just like to say thank you. Thank you for um, listening to this conversation I really enjoy all of uh, Tessa's podcast. I've been listening to them recently. Oh, Tessa, thank you. <laughs> I, I listened to the one that you did to celebrate your 100th episode. Oh, thank you. And that you. was super amazing. Oh. Um, but just, you know, thank you. I appreciate your time and just appreciate um, you listening to us.
0: Oh, thank you. And so if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be?
1: one thing ooh <laughs> i think one thing is i would have believed more in myself in mm. my abilities um i wouldn't have doubted myself so much mm-hmm. um in terms of you know not just what you're capable of but building something crafting something that is the ideal for you mm-hmm. so i would have Change that. um, I would have probably given myself more permission to to take risks Mm -hmm. and and be okay with those risks. I'm not. I'm I'm a very risk adverse person. So Mm -hmm. so um, I I would have uh, given myself that ability to take on a risk that would hopefully or possibly improve. Uh, my life and the life of my family Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what I would do I love
0: it and my last question is if you could go back in time what advice would you give your younger
1: self my younger self oh my goodness um that is a great question I would say um you know just believe in yourself don't doubt yourself so much and listen to your inner voice Mm. um I know that a lot of times we have an inner voice as women Mm -hmm. and we sometimes, I mean, I just speak for myself, but we, 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 we shut it down for some reason thinking that that possibly it's um, not something that we should listen to or we don't give it as much credit in -hmm. a way. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would listen to my inner voice and really be firm with, you know, my values. I mm-hmm. wouldn't let any one or any like, circumstance um, change my values mm-hmm. of like what I think is important in life. Right. Um, I wouldn't let others impose their values onto mine either. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I would, that's uh. the advice that I would give myself is to just remain firm in your values even if things seem a little um, challenging at times mm-hmm. or sometimes, you know, like when I had my role as a C as um, I'm sorry, in the, in the corporate role, um, I it's it's easy to lose focus mm-hmm. and to take um, and to shift your views onto something at that at that point might seem like the best decision or like the most um yeah, like the best decision for you and your family. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I think we all know deep down exactly what benefits us the Mm -hmm. most as persons. Right. Um, And just, yeah, just be firm and and follow that voice.
0: I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, Yasmin, thank you so much for coming on to the show and for sharing your story and your life. And, you know, I, I love what you are representing for women In uh, you know, I mean, for women artisans and women in Mexico, um, and just you know the fact that you are so committed to help out, you know these communities because it's so needed, and they really, um, they your partners are there for you as well as you are for them. So I think it's it's a lovely um, partnership, and I just wish you so much luck and and um, success with the next journey of origin mexico and uh please keep me posted on what's going to be going on with your brand and i look forward to uh you know keeping in touch and and just like finding out more about what you're doing especially when you start to travel because <laughs> I, yes. be <laughs> I think that would be yes. amazing i think that would be amazing um yes. but you know I, I i truly truly am so glad you came on and for saying yes Thank because you for inviting me Oh, my gosh, I, I when I looked you up and I'm like, this is so cool because, you know, it's, it's just it's a great way of you showing how women can be partners, you know, and yes. in, in not just in business, but out in the world. Right. So it's really so important. But Aww, thank you thank for coming you. on. And and I wish you so much success. And with that, um, have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Tess. Okay, bye bye. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Yasmin Castaneda on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Women. You can listen to Revolutionary Women on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.